0: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
2: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: Jeremy Rutherford is our Blues insider with The Athletic, but he just let Marsh know that he went to the Cardinals game last night. So... JR, break down the Cardinals right now. What do you What do you think did they get back into this thing in the second half?
1: <laughs> you know what? This is. Uh, I feel sorry for the Cardinals reporters because we had to ask these questions so many times. Should they be sellers? What should they do? Should they? And it just feels like uh, Groundhog Day here. But no, I did go last night. And hey, look, I would love me some Skip Schumacher. Uh, but last night I was with my son and a friend in the right field bleachers, and they walked Goldschmidt right, and then. Uh, when Arenado came up, I said they gotta walk him. And then, as the pitch is going into Arenado at the plate, I said Skip must have some numbers, you know, Arenado and, and Puck here that uh, why he's not walking them. And as I'm saying that, the ball is sailing <laughs> So, so pretty wild. But a big win yesterday, big win today, and you know, get Katie Woo on here. Get uh, get the Cardinals reporter. Should they be sellers or what?
2: JR, we like the voice of the people. But yes. honestly, the experts, you know, they're 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 okay. They're fine.
1: Yeah. They do have right. the real card.
2: I want people like you, JR, out mm-hmm. in the bleachers. Not the green seats. You're in the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. You're living the life, JR.
1: You know what? It's so different. It's so different. Like uh, you're not used to having a cold one during the game for one. And two, I was driving home last night after the Cardinal game, and it's 10 o'clock, and I'm like, this is amazing going home at 10 (laughs) o'clock. I told told my friend this is usually when the work just gets started uh, after a Blues game. Uh,
0: So speaking of the Blues, JR, the the Blues did make a move. Uh, I don't think anybody can pronounce this young man's name except for Jamie. So what do we need to know about Yakubituka?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, he spells Jeremy wrong. He spells it I E at the end instead of a Y. So he's uh, he's wrong <laughs> blasphemy. there. Blasphemy. Yeah. So blasphemy. And uh, Bianca Batuca. <laughs> the only reason. The only reason I can pronounce that Bianca Batuca isn't that uh, a football player from years ago? Was yeah, it Michigan. Tim
0: Bianca Batuca.
2: I actually think they're related. Yeah. They are. They're related. Well, okay. I think it's his nephew or something like that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to look into it. it sounds like you know more about the guy <laughs> than I do, Rev. Yeah, I just
2: I know things so, here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he stuck out a, a, a little bit in camp. I mean, I got to be honest, in camp, I was uh, looking at some of the other guys, Snuggerud and Dean and and those guys, so not paying too much attention to an undrafted guy. But uh, obviously, as you know, Riv, when uh, you're an undrafted hockey player and a team catches your eye and signs you to a three-year entry-level deal like they did with uh, Jeremy Wrong, Bianca Batuka, <laughs> uh, I, I think it says a lot. And, uh, you know, they're adding some Defenseman into the mix i'm working on a story today that should be up tomorrow at the athletic uh, just with the depth chart and kind of where all these guys fall in so i've got a new name to add to the list today
2: speaking of the depth chart jr uh, the blues lock up torpchenko they avoid arbitration get him a two-year deal and they, they literally fill out their roster you know, 23 of 23 players under contract now you don't have perunovic on that cap friendly roster but You know, looking at this lineup right now as it is, and you can kind of construct whatever lines you'd like to make out of it, what do you think of the job that Doug Armstrong has done?
1: Well, I think a good job uh, with this context, that it's an admitted retool. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to go into free agency and, you know, make a splash, anything like that. I think it is what it is. And I think that I like the shrewd moves he did with bringing guys in, uh, going back to the trade deadline. On lesser deals with Brana at 50%, then bringing Kevin Hayes in at, at 50%, and and so now you've got the makings of a pretty good top nine. And now with the addition of Sunquist, and you get Torpchenko under the fold, uh, he was a restricted free agent. You bring in McEachern. Now you've got some competition on the fourth line. When I say that the fourth line was kind of the only hole, I, I don't mean that there's not holes in the rest of the lineup. You know, people driving down the road can say, oh, what about the defense? What about the scoring? Okay, I get that. But this roster is what it is right now, and that's not changing. In terms of true look at the roster, uh, where could the Blues fill in? I think it was on that fourth line, Riv. And now you got the makings of something. It could be uh, a Torpchenko, a Sunquist, a McKechnie. If Blade drops down, uh, you got Nathan Walker there. So there's some competition on that fourth line. I, I think Doug did a, a good job with everything that to be considered. Jeremy
0: Rutherford is our Blues Insider with The Athletic. He joins us right now on the fast Fastlane on 101 ESPN. So, JR, we got this question, I believe, in the Sports 6 back yesterday. It was a difficult one to answer given the roster construction right now and based on what JR just – uh, well, yeah, you're JR too. Yeah, good work, uh, Anthony. Jamie, what Jamie just asked you um, about the, you know, the, the roster being kind of finalized here. Is there any young player – that could make his way into the lineup as of, you know, at some point this season? And if so, who who is it?
1: Yeah, so if you look at opening night, let's focus on that first, um, and then I'll get to your question. I, I think that you're looking at 14 forwards right now. You're looking at eight or nine defensemen if you include Collie Rosen, which I think you should. So I think it's going to be tough for a young guy to make the roster opening night. Now, of course, they can come into camp and impress, and, you know, Zachary Bolduc can guy like that and, and make the roster and we just didn't see it. Um, but, you know, a month into the season, two months into the season, you're, you're talking about injuries, you're talking about poor, poor performance. You know, I think a guy like a Nikita Alexandrov is a guy that we saw last year. He can come up and get some time. I think uh, Zachary Dean, who they got from Vegas in the uh, Ivan Barbashev trade, he's a guy, you know, at, I think at some point you'll see Zach Bolduc just to get a cup of coffee and see what he can do at the NHL level. Uh, but I think, you know, that's, that's likely it among the forwards. I mean, I think it's going to be a couple of years before we see, like, a Snuggerud or maybe next year you'll see Dvorsky. We're not going to see those top prospects this upcoming season. But some of the names I just mentioned. And then on defense, you know, maybe. But if you're already sitting eight or nine deep, and that's before you talk about uh, uh, Scotty Perinovich getting on the ice. So uh, I think what we see and what we hear in the names that we've been talking about, Anthony, are the names... That uh, you could likely see at some point in the season,
2: JR. If we stick right there with the defensive core for the Blues, uh, what what direction ultimately do you think Army goes in? Because you do, you have eight one-way contracts. You have nine guys because Rosen's making four hundred fifty thousand on a two-way, and I think he's proven that you know he can be a quality NHL defenseman. Ultimately, what direction do the Blues go in? Because there's not enough ice time for nine guys.
1: There's not. And and I don't know that you can keep eight for, you know, the bulk of the season. So I think that when Army says they could start the season with eight, they've done that before. And then three or four weeks into the season, you'll cut down to seven. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be coming down to who performs. You know, that's cliche, but here's the tricky part. You know, with it being a retool, they're going to want some of these young guys to play. So every time I go to, to list the Blues top six or top seven, I'm including a guy like Tyler Tucker. I really like him and I think they're going to play him. I think that um, if they, if Scotty Prinovich checks out, they've got to get him some ice time too. And, you know, obviously with his injuries, it's been a long time coming in terms of him getting some regular action. Uh, So I think he's going to play, but look, the penalty kill was porous last year. You're bringing in a new PK coach and Mike Weber. You're going to want to get that off on the right foot. Right. And guys like Scandella, Bortuzzo, those guys are PK guys. So uh, there's just so many different ways to look at it. And with eight or nine guys, there's going to be plenty of people trying to get in there, so um, that's going to be really interesting to me. But you know, Riv, I'll throw one more thing in there. You know, how are those top four guys going to perform? Because I know Doug Armstrong is not going to have a lot of patience uh, for those guys if they play anywhere near to the low level they did last year. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, perhaps you see some of those younger guys or some of the lesser names climb up and grab that ice time. Uh,
2: maybe, maybe you never know. I mean, those no trade clauses kind of hamper some things for Army even with playing time when it comes to that, because if you're looking to trade them, uh, you're not really yeah. building up their value by sitting them. But sticking with the decor, again, there are a lot of people out there nationally, locally, anywhere you turn, that believe that having a Tori Krug and a Scott Perunovich in the same lineup you know, can't necessarily happen. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, you know, I can see that. Uh, especially when you're talking about the job that uh, Perinovich did on the power play, running that a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I think it was against uh, Colorado. looked terrific. So, you know, if he can play at that level, you know, do you have a Krug on power play one and a Perinovich on power play two? Um, you know, I suppose that works, but you're already kind of an undersized defense. Can you have a Torrey Krug, second pair, Perinovich, third pair, undersized guys? And, you know, let's not kid ourselves, there's some un- other undersized guys in that bunch too it's not the 2019 stanley cup blues defense so i think in an ideal world you don't want it you know i'm not saying it can't work but i'm saying ideal world you don't want it but the, here's the catch the catch is how do you move one of those, those guys krug has the no trade clause we've already you know heard from him on that front when they tried to make one deal with philadelphia and then Prinovich, he just hasn't played enough to have a ton of value i think there'd be teams probably interested in him but he's got to get on the ice and show it so Here's the thing, do you, do you play both of them? Do you do you sit Kronovich, you know, or, or do you try to move one of them? And if so, how can you do that? I think that's the dilemma.
0: Jr. great stuff. We appreciate not only your Blues coverage, but your uh, Cardinals coverage as well here on 101 ESPN.
1: Yep, yep, perfect. Anytime, just give me a buzz. Uh, I think they're going to rattle off a 17 in a row here and get back into this playoff picture. Hey,
0: and, it has happened before.
1: To... <laughs> Thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, buddy. See you.